expresses the Dharma called profound illumination. At the same time, Noahteshvara, Bodhisattva Mahasattva, while practicing the profound Prajnaparamita, saw in this way. He saw the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Then, through the power of the Buddha, Venerable Shukra said to Noble Avogateshvara, Bodhisattva Mahasattva, How should a son or daughter of noble family train who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita addressed in this way, Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, said to Venerable Shariputra, O Shariputra, a son or daughter of noble family who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita should see in this way, seeing the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Form is emptiness, emptiness also is form. Emptiness is no other than form, form is no other than emptiness. In the same way, feeling, perception, formation, consciousness are emptiness. Thus, Shariputra, all dharmas are emptiness. There are no characteristics. There is no birth, no cessation. There is no impurity and no purity. There is no decrease and no increase. Therefore, Shariputra, in emptiness, there is no form, no feeling, no perception, no formation, no consciousness, no eye, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no appearance, no sound, no sound, no taste, no touch, no dharmas, no eye, not to, up to no mind, not to. Not to have dharmas, no mind consciousness, not to, no ignorance, no end of ignorance, up to an old age and death, no end of old age and death, no suffering, no origin of suffering, no cessation of suffering, no path, no wisdom, no attainment, no non-attainment. Therefore, Shariputra, the bodhisattvas have no attainment, they abide by means of Prajnaparamita. Since there is no obscuration of mind, there is no fear. They transcend falsity and attain complete nirvana. Although the Buddhas of the three times by means of Prajnaparamita fully awaken to unsurpassable true complete enlightenment. Therefore, the great mantra of Prajnaparamita, the mantra of great insight, the unsurpassed mantra, the unequal mantra, the mantra that calms all suffering should be known as true since there is no deception. The Prajnaparamita mantra is said in this way, Teata Om Gate Gate Varagate Varasangate Bodhisattva. Thus, Shariputra, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, should train in the profound Prajnaparamita. Then the Blessed One arose from that Samadhi and praised Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, saying, Good, good, O son of noble family, thus it is, O son of noble family, thus it is. One should practice the profound Prajnaparamita just as you have taught, and all the Tathagatas will rejoice. As one said, this venerable Shariputra, Nomavateshvara, Bodhisattva Mahasattva, that whole assembly in the world with its gods, humans, asuras, and Gandharvas, rejoice and praise the words of the Blessed One. Shandarasa Maraya Vedeya Da Om 
Gade Gade Varagade Varazanga de Bodiso, Baba Gunjusanji Gaidi Miloji, Lopodoji, Pepodoji, Shivadoji, Dagi, Baji, Mendemiju, Doji, Jedigoizo, Riyadonia, Thank you. 
ตั้งอยู่ลาดูวัดนั้นวัดตัวเข้าไปตั้งหลังนี้จะมาลาดูกันตั้งจะได้มาเชื่อว่าสัจจะมาเลยชุบุตรมาเต็มที่ว่าเ
Again, we're uh, continuing the explanation of Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment. Uh, this text is a commentary on Atisha's lamp for the path to enlightenment, and it begins with four, uh, an outline uh, of four. Uh, the first is the greatness of the teaching's author. And here the author is referring to Lord Atisha because this is a commentary on Atisha's text, The Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment. This is the <coughs> author that is being referred to here. So here we find the liberation life story of Lord Atisha uh, given in that specific section. Uh, the next section is called The Greatness of the Teaching Itself. Uh, and here we're referring to Atisha's Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment uh, and the many uh, good qualities or greatnesses uh, that this text uh, has, uh, making for a total of four points that are made there. Uh, the next section is how to listen to and explain the teachings, uh, and this section uh, deals with the student uh, and, uh, who is listening, uh, so how one should listen to a teaching, uh, and then the teacher who is teaching, how one should uh, uh, properly give the teaching, so the uh, appropriate way to listen to an instru instruction and the appropriate way to actually give the instruction. Uh, so we've gone over all of these first three uh, parts of the outline. And then the fourth section is called the uh, how to lead students in the actual instructions. Uh, and within that, there are two categories. Uh, the first is uh, how to rely upon the teacher who is the root of the path. Uh, we've completed that section. Uh, and then the next section is how to rely, uh, once one has relied upon the teacher, how to engage in the stage of the path from there. Uh, so we're actually in that section of uh, how having once relied on the teacher, one proceeds, basically, uh, what the next steps are. Uh, so within that, there are uh, a couple of sections. First, there's an exhortation to take full advantage of the life of leisure and opportunity. Uh, and then there is the uh, general uh, um, uh, how to take full advantage of the life of leisure and opportunity. Uh, and so we've gone over the exhortation of the full advantage of the life of leisure and opportunity. Uh, uh, and then now we're in the uh, uh, general uh, how to take full advantage of that life of leisure and opportunity. And within that section, there are two points. Uh, there is first the uh, general presentation uh, of the path. Uh, and then the next one I have to look up. That's where I have to open the book. One second. 
Cheek. The actual, uh, um, so it's how to develop certain knowledge of a general presentation of the path, uh, and then uh, the actual way uh, to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity. Um, so uh, if we go back uh, to um, how one, uh, what one does uh, after relying, the stages after one uh, has trained one's mind on reliance of the teacher, uh, we'll find that there are three categories. I'm sorry, I just have to go back one. Uh, to uh, first, the under the, the uh, category of the exhortation uh, to take full advantage of the life, leisure, and opportunity. Uh, under that, there are uh, three points. There's first the identification of life, life of leisure and opportunity, uh, identification of leisure, identification of opportunity. Uh, so there are two sections in that first section. And then the second section is uh, how to, the great meaning of the life or the great importance of a life of leisure and opportunity. Uh, there are seven points that are made within that section that we've gone over. Uh, and then uh, uh, the difficulty of obtaining this life of leisure and opportunity. And within that section, there are eight points that we've already gone over. So I just, I accidentally skipped that. So in the next section of the uh, how to take full advantage of leisure and opportunity, there are two <coughs> sections. A general, uh, how to develop certain knowledge of a general presentation of the path and the actual way to take full advantage of life of leisure and opportunity. So we're in that first section of how to develop certain knowledge of a general presentation of the path. Uh, and in that section, there are two categories. First, how all scriptures are included within the teachings for the persons of three types. Uh, and then the second is why students are led in the stages uh, using the trainings of the three uh, persons of three types. So within that uh, section of how all scriptures are included within the paths of three types of persons, there are six points that are made. Uh, and those six points are uh, basically describing the beginning quote of Atisha's Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment. And we find that Atisha is able to summarize all of the teachings uh, that the Buddha gave into two sentences where he says, understand that there are persons of uh, three capacities, uh, small, middling, and great. I shall write clearly identifying their characteristics. So here, uh, that quote uh, um, is what this section of how all scriptures are included within the paths of three types of uh, persons is referring to. Uh, so if we were to uh, summarize all of Buddhist teachings, we would find that we would summarize them into the path for beings of small capacity, the path for beings of medium capacity, and the path for beings of uh, great capacity. So within this section under uh, how all scriptures are included within the uh, paths of three types of persons, there are six points. Uh, the first point is the dealing with how all uh, the scriptures are included in a general way uh, within the teachings of uh, beings of three capacities and would include the quote, uh, uh, understand that there are persons of three capacities, small, middling, and great. And then the next three deal with, this spe with specificity, the teachings for beings of small capacity, the teachings for beings of great medium capacity, and the teachings for beings of great capacity. So that makes for four points. The fifth point is, who, where is the source of this instruction? Where is the, uh, um, uh, who, who wrote this? this is, and then it shows that this is from Buddha Shakyamuni. These are the teachings from Lord Asanga. So it's the origin of this material, Shakyamuni, Asanga, <coughs> etc. Uh, and then the sixth section deals with uh, the, the two different types uh, of beings of small capacity, 
uh, those of spe specific to small capacity and those that are shared in common with beings of small capacity. So the teachings for beings of small capacity can be divided into two. Uh, uh, those uh, um, uh, which are for that specifically and those shared in common. So that makes for a total of six points. <coughs> Under the section of how to develop certain knowledge of a pre uh, the general presentation of the path uh, and the subcategory under that of uh, understanding that all scriptures are included in the teachings for beings of three types. Mm. So uh, when we, if we want to go through this in a, uh, the way you would in the English text, first you find uh, uh, on page 34 the outline. You find the outline that has the uh, one, the four uh, parts. So on page 34, you find that outline that we speak of. And then on page 35, we find the outline in the beginning of the liberation life story of Lord Atisha. So that goes on uh, until we get to page uh, 54, where it's, uh, um, uh, <coughs> sorry, that goes on until you get to page uh, 45. Uh, where the greatness of the teaching uh, begins, and we find those four sections. Uh, and then you get to page 55, and you have the great way to listen to and explain the teachings. Uh, and then you get to page... Uh, 69, where you have uh, how to lead the students in the actual instructions, and how to, lead, uh, uh, how to rely on the teacher that's the root of the path, and the six categories about the reliance upon the teacher. Uh, and then, when you get to page uh, 90, um, 93, you have the uh, upon uh, the relying upon the root. The root of the path. And, the, and then, when you get to page... Uh, 117 in the English, uh, you get to the section on the stages of, uh, of how you train after you relied upon the teacher. Uh, so all of the pages up to then, between the, the section, are dealing with uh, the relying on the teacher that's the root of the path and sustaining of the meditation, and then how to re then the next section deals with what you do once you've relied upon the teacher and the stages of how you train the mind, uh, which is on page 117. And in 117, you have that exhortation of the, to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity in the three parts. Uh, and then when you move on to page uh, uh, 129, uh, then uh, you get the... the how to take full advantage of the life of leisure and opportunity, uh, and then the first section of developing certain knowledge of the general presentation of the path, uh, um, uh, and that's where, where we are now on page 130, uh, where we find those six points that were just mentioned. This is Tamche, Tran Tas Labsar. What the Labsar one of that, then what the Tadamba 
So in the beginning uh, when we find of those six points that are made, uh, we find uh, the fact stated that the Buddha uh, um, engaged in all of his activities for the sake of others, for the sake of sentient beings. So first the Buddha uh, um, achieved the mind that aspires to enlightenment uh, and then engaged in the accumulation of merit, uh, method and wisdom for three countless eons. Uh, and then turn the wheel of Dharma and all of these activities became enlightened and turned the wheel of Dharma and all of these activities were for the purpose of sentient beings. So uh, Lama Tsongkhapa in a very abbreviated fashion um, uh, points this out uh, at the beginning uh, in the section where that it shows that how all scriptures are in, uh, um, included within the pass of three types of persons. It shows how the, the Buddha uh, gave all of all of these teachings for the sake of sentient beings. That was the purpose or point of this. So, then the second part deals with specifically uh, with the person of small capacity. And there we find the quote uh, from Atisha's Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment that says, No, to be the least those persons. Uh, who diligently strive to attain solely the joys of uh, cyclic existence uh, for by uh, by any means uh, for themselves alone. Uh, so here, this is the uh, quote from the lamp, the stanza that deals with the uh, person of small capacity uh, under the second point of the section, um, how all scriptures are included within the past of three types of persons uh, under this uh, heading of general, uh, developing certain knowledge of a general presentation of the path. Uh, and within that section on the persons of small capacity, we have those two categories, the teachings for beings of small capacity and then those shared in common with beings of small capacity. So it shows how these uh, teachings for beings of small capacity are for those specifically for those beings of small capacity and then those uh, are, there are also, they are common teachings to the other capacities. ソンバロワ。ソンバロワ。ソンバロワ。ソンバロワ。ソンバロワ。ソンバロワ。ソンバロワ。ソンバロワ。ソンバロワ。ソンバロワ。ソンバロワ。ソンバロワ。ソンバ
the text, the third section deals with the person of medium capacity. So the uh, two forms of happiness that the uh, Buddha uh, um, teachings uh, are meant to achieve are first high status and certain status. So high status uh, deals with the small scope. Uh, and then certain goodness has two kinds. So here we're going to read. There are two kinds of certain goodness. The liberation that is mere freedom uh, from cyclic existence and the sublime state of omniscience. Many of the Buddha's statements pertain to the vehicle of the Prachika Buddha or the, and the Shravaka. All these statements are included in the teachings for a person of actual medium capacity uh, or the teachings shared with such a person. Because persons of medium capacity develop disenchantment with all of cyclic existence and then make their goal their own liberation from cyclic existence, they then enter to the path of the three trainings, the method for attaining liberation. And then there's a quote from the uh, lamp for the path to enlightenment. It says, those persons are called medium who stop sinful actions, turn their backs on the joys of cyclic existence, and diligently strive just for their own peace. Uh, so here, this is... Uh, defining a, a person of medium capacity. So here it says that there are these, there are, these teachings are for the person specifically of medium capacity. Thank you very much. Uh, and then uh, th those teachings that are in common with a person of medium capacity. Uh, so it shows that there are these two uh, um, uh, purposes of the teachings for beings of medium capacity. Uh, and the first turning of the wheel of Dharma, of the Four Noble Truths, would be considered a teaching for beings of medium capacity. So the first turning of the wheel of Dharma was a teaching categorically uh, under the uh, lesser vehicle, which would be necessarily uh, referring to the uh, uh, person of uh, uh, medium capacity. Uh, so it says, uh, diligently strive just for their own peace. So the method for achieving their own liberation is uh, the three path of the three highest higher trainings. So with the medium, uh, person of medium capacity, we can say would be uh, synonymous or the same as a Hinayana practitioner. Uh, so the Hinayana practitioner would be a person of medium capacity. Uh, and within uh, the Hinayana, uh, or the lesser vehicle, there are two categories. Uh, the category of the hearer, the Shravaka, uh, and the category of the solitary realizer, the Prachika Buddha. So uh, these are the two categories of the uh, Hinayana or lesser vehicle practitioners. Mm -hmm. 
So the hearers and solitary realizers uh, have objects of abandonment, and it's referring to the uh, afflictive obstructions. Those obstructions to their own liberation or their own nirvana. Uh, so they uh, are considered a lesser vehicle or a henayana uh, because their thinking is to achieve liberation or nirvana for themselves alone. Uh, they have no aspiration to remove the suffering of others or uh, uh, bringing others to a state of liberation or happiness. They're solely thinking of themselves alone. So because the scope of their thinking is uh, not as vast as that is of a bodhisattva practitioner who thinks of others, they are considered lesser vehicle practitioners because of the scope of their uh, um, view. Um, the bodhisattva uh, is considered the most sharp. Uh, if we're looking at uh, in terms of sharp capacity, medium capacity, dull capacity, we would say that first the bodhisattva would be the most intelligent or the most sharpest capa uh, uh, faculty. Uh, we would say that the solitary realizer would be the medium, uh, uh, if we're looking at sharp faculties or a medium level of faculties or intelligence. And then the uh, uh, hearer would be uh, the smallest uh, level of intelligence or, or faculties, smallest faculties, if we were to divide them uh, in that way. ตาอมาทันจวาจินตาญิญิปุปิทาลญิญิตาเดอมาทันจวาจินตาญิญิญิตาญิญิตาญิญิตาญิญิตาญิญิตาญิญิตาญิญิตาญิญิตาญิญิ
uh, and according to the middle way school this is the afflictive obstructions uh, so the afflictive obstructions are the uh, the grasping at true establishment is the uh, root of the afflictive obstruction so uh, but the middle way school states that there are differences between the hearers and solitary realizers. Uh, and there are two types of uh, solitary realizers. Um, and there are those who, uh, at the path of meditation, uh, no, uh, um, no longer uh, um, uh, need a, a teacher and then uh, have the la that's their last state within cyclic existence and they, at the path of meditation, uh, proceed and get rid of those uh, obstructions and then those uh, also who uh, through emanations and so forth uh, the other type through emanations and so forth can uh, be their own teacher so they're able to emanate uh, um, them say of engulfing themselves in flames they're able to emanate uh, various different uh, states to teach themselves uh, impermanence to teach themselves the fact that all compounded phenomena are impermanent so they're able to emanate and and create uh, from their own side the teachings uh, and and through single pointed concentration uh, and it is the uh, their belief that the, uh, a teacher would actually disturb their single pointed concentration at that level uh, so they feel that it's uh, a teacher is an obstacle whereas a hearer necessarily relies upon a teacher uh, in order to achieve his or her aim. So, uh, in, according to the middle way school, the differences are between the hearers and solitary realizers are in that the solitary realizers don't require the uh, teacher uh, at that point in order to achieve their state of liberation, which abandons the afflictive obstructions, whereas the hearers do. ตัวเนี่ยเนี่ยตัวเราเจอนี่ก็สุดท้ายก็เดินเดินไปเดินไปเดินไปเดินไปเดินไปเดินไปเดินไปเดินไปเดินไปเดินไปเดินไปเดิน
the, the Four Noble Truths were taught in three different ways. The Buddha stated that this is the superior truth of suffering, this is the superior truth of origin, this is the superior truth of cessation, uh, this is the superior truth of path. Uh, suffering is to be understood, origin is to be abandoned, cessation is to be achieved, and path is to be meditated on or relied upon. Uh, and then the Buddha stated that the, there is no suffering to understand, there is no origin uh, to abandon, there is no cessation to achieve, and there is no path uh, to rely upon. Uh, so the Buddha made these uh, statements, uh, and within these four truths, there are two cause and effect relationships. The first two truths have the cause and effect relationship, which show how one is bound to cyclic existence. It shows how, through uh, the truth of origin, uh, one uh, experiences suffering. Uh, so uh, this is why uh, the Buddha stated uh, that origin is to be abandoned. Uh, and then the second cause and effect relationship shows how one is freed from cyclic existence or unbound from cyclic existence, uh, where the Buddha stated cessation is to be achieved and path is to be relied upon. Uh, so if we are to look at it, uh, these four truths, these statements that were stated in three different ways, according to the small scope, which would be the most coarse way of looking at them, uh, we would say that the truth of suffering would be the suffering of the lower realms. We would say that the truth of origin would be the uh, throwing uh, or propelling karma, uh, uh, um, which um, creates the lower realms of cyclic existence. So the uh, throwing karma and afflictions that creates these uh, lower realms. We would say that the cessation would be referring to the cessation of the lower realms of suffering, uh, and then the path that one relies upon would be the path that leads one to the higher realms. Uh, so this would be a coarse way of looking at these truths. Uh, and if looking at them according to the lesser vehicle, uh, um, the Hinayana vehicle, uh, we would say then that suffering is altogether, the, uh, cyclic, uh, the suffering of cyclic existence is the object of a, uh, the, uh, uh, the state that is to be abandoned. Uh, um, An origin is what creates it, so first one must abandon or get rid of that origin uh, in order to re be relieved of suffering. So uh, through the karma and afflictions that are origin, suffering is created. Through the abandonment of that origin, suffering uh, can be abandoned. Then if we look at the uh, um, second truths, two truths, that shows how one is freed from that cyclic existence, we have a cessation that's to be achieved, and it's to be achieved by relying upon a path. And in the Hinayana vehicle, that path is the path of the three highest higher trainings. By relying upon the three highest higher trainings, which are the path, one is able to achieve the state of cessation. So uh, the Hinayanists use this, this as their root practice uh, and uh, looks at it uh, in two ways. How do, the first two truths showing how one is bound to cyclic existence, and the second two truths showing how one is freed from uh, cyclic existence. So the being of small capacity or the person, the practitioner of small capacity uh, renounces or wishes to definitely get out 
of the suffering of the lower realms of cyclic existence, but he or she does not wish to emerge or get out of the happiness of the higher realms of cyclic existence, or the ha um, uh, uh, cyclic happiness, if you will. Uh, so the, the happiness of the gods and humans. So he or she does not renounce or want to emerge from that. Uh, so that is what qualifies him or her as a small uh, capacity. Whereas the medium capacity practitioner sees not only uh, the suffering of the lower realms uh, as uh, something to emerge from, but also the happiness of the gods and the humans as something to emerge from. So all of the joys of cyclic existence, he or she wishes to definitely emerge from or definitely get out of. And that's why it says those persons are called medium who stop sinful actions and turn their backs on the joys of cyclic existence. So here even the happiness of cyclic existence is uh, what is uh, an object of of abandonment for a medium scope practitioner, whereas the small scope practitioner does not renounce those things and, and diligently strive just for their own peace. Jibundin,我想,你打,同意,就不能对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,对,
the liberation that is mere freedom from cyclic existence and the sublime state of omniscience. Many of the Buddha's statements pertain to the vehicle of the Prachika and the Shravaka. All these statements are included in the teachings for a person of actual medium capacity, excuse me, or the teachings shared with such a person, because persons of medium capacity develop disenchantment with all of cyclic existence. So they desire to definitely emerge from all of the joys, even within, even the joys of cyclic existence. So that's why this word uh, disenchantment with all is used, because even the good parts of cyclic, or the, hap the happiness of cyclic existence, that type of person uh, develops disenchantment for and wishes to emerge from. And then make their goal their own liberation from cyclic existence, so for themselves alone, and then enter the path of the three highest higher train, the three trainings, the method for attaining liberation. And then there's a, the quote from the lamp, which uh, states what this type of person is. It says, "Those persons are called medium who stop sinful actions, turn their backs on the joys of cyclic existence, and diligently strive just for their own uh, peace." Uh, so here. Uh, when we, if we start at turn their backs on the joys of cyclic existence, uh, this word uh, 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 in Tibetan uh, that's used uh, for cyclic existence is the word that is meaning korwa. Uh, uh, it is similar sounding to the word for attachment, uh, um, but in this case, it's referring to korwa, which is samsara, uh, uh, which is cyclic existence in English. So samsara is the Sanskrit for cyclic existence. So here, turning their backs on the joys of cyclic existence, it means uh, um, uh, wishing to de renounce. It's, here, turning back is re uh, uh, meaning renunciation. So they're wishing to definitely emerge from cyclic existence and even the happiness of it, the joy of it. So they're wishing to definitely get out. Uh, and it says they're called persons of medium who stop sinful actions uh, and diligently strive for their own peace. So they're stopping sinful actions and striving for peace. How are they getting to peace? They are practicing the three highest higher trainings. The three highest higher trainings of ethics, concentration, and wisdom are the uh, means by which this practitioner is able to achieve his or her own liberation. So peace here is referring to liberation or uh, nirvana. So this is what a person of medium capacity uh, does. So uh, there, in terms of the uh, Four Noble Truths, uh, this type of practitioner is wishing to get rid of suffering. They see suffering as all of the the uh, type, all of the experiences within cyclic existence, and they get rid of it by abandoning the origin. And the origin in this case is the karma, the propelling karma, uh, and the uh, afflictions uh, that are origin. So the propelling karma that is origin, and the afflictions that are origin. Uh, so by abandoning these, uh, one gets rid of the suffering because origin is what causes uh, the suffering. Uh, so it's independence upon that origin that suffering is produced by eradicating its suffering is gotten, is, is, uh, can be gotten rid of. So it says these persons stop sinful actions, turn their backs on the joys of cyclic existence, and diligently strive just for their own peace. So they do so uh, by recognizing the uh, origin to be abandoned uh, and the path of the three highest higher trainings to rely upon in order to achieve the cessation of suffering which uh, one uh, a practitioner of this scope wishes for.
so if we look at this uh, quote from Atisha's uh, lamp, uh, we look at it carefully. It says, those persons are called mediums, so they're establishing this is what a person of medium capacity, uh, Atisha's establishing this is what a person of medium capacity is, who stop sinful actions, turn their backs on the joys of cyclic existence, uh, and diligently strive for their own peace. Uh, so the Buddha stated that this is the superior truth of suffering. So this practitioner wishes to definitely emerge from suffering. Uh, so what kind of suffering? Uh, the suffering of cyclic existence. And it says the joys of cyclic existence. So anything within cyclic existence, uh, he or she wishes to emerge from. So the, the turning, he or she is turning their backs, so renouncing it, uh, wishing to definitely get out of it. Uh, in order to get rid of uh, this uh, um, suffering uh, of cyclic existence, uh, it's necessary for the cause to be eradicated. In order to get rid of the result, the cause has to be uh, gotten rid of. So the cause of this suffering uh, is uh, um, origin, uh, which is, this is the superior truth of origin. Uh, and under origin, we find uh, karma and the afflictions. So here it says, who stops sinful actions. Uh, sinful actions here are a summary of the truth of origin. So who's stopping uh, the, the sinful actions, because these are what are the cause of uh, the suffering. So <coughs> abandoning these actions uh, in order to get rid of what those actions cause. So this summarizes, this word dikpa, uh, misdeed, uh, it's all, sin is, can be translated as, but dikpa is translated as misdeed. Uh, so, who stop misdeeds, uh, actions that are misdeeds. Um, so, that's the truth of origin being abandoned. Uh, and then it says, uh, uh, turn their backs on the joys of cyclic existence. We've gone over that. The syntax in, is a little bit different sometimes in the Tibetan and the English as far as order. Uh, and the uh, diligently strive just for their own peace. Uh, so the Buddha stated, this is the superior truth of cessation. Uh, here, peace is referring to cessation, uh, the cessation of suffering. Peace is 
uh, a state of peace is a state which is free of suffering. So this word peace is being used to refer to uh, cessation. Uh, so they strive, uh, they diligently strive. Uh, peace is achieved through uh, uh, practicing some sort of means or some sort of method. Uh, so it's been the Buddha stated that this is the superior truth of path. Uh, the method to achieving that uh, um, peace, uh, which is a cessation, is by relying on the three highest higher trainings. Uh, so this is the path or method uh, for the medium scope practitioner to achieve a state of cessation, which is uh, for themselves alone. Uh, which is a state of peace. Uh, so this is how you would uh, look at this. A person of medium capacity is someone who abandons sinful actions, abandons misdeeds, uh, so get, abandons the truth of origin, uh, turns their backs on the joys of cyclic existence. They're abandoning the truth of origin because they want to emerge from the suffering of cyclic existence, and they strive for their own peace. They're striving through the, uh, practicing a pathway uh, to achieve peace, which is cessation. So this is how you summarize the Four Noble Truths within this statement on the medium scope. <laughs> What
so this person of uh, medium capacity uh, recognizes the different sufferings of cyclic existence. He or she recognizes that uh, and, and has disen here in the text it says develops disenchantment with all of cyclic existence. So the medium scope practitioner has disenchantment with the suffering of birth. Uh, the suffering of aging, the suffering of sickness, uh, the suffering of death, uh, the three types of suffering, the suffering of suffering, the suffering of change, uh, the pervasive compounded suffering. So this uh, medium scope practitioner recognizes that all of these suffering types of suffering are uh, uh, things to be abandoned or experiences to be abandoned. Uh, so they engage in a pathway which gets rid of the afflictive obstructions that keeps him or her from uh, being f in a state of peace, which is a, a free freedom from uh, the different forms of suffering. Uh, so here they turn their backs or renounce uh, the joys of cyclic existence um, uh, um, uh, 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 in order to achieve a state of liberation. So uh, when we look at how to define renunciation or the desire to definitely emerge, uh, in um, uh, Lama Tsongkhapa's Lamp for the Path to, I'm sorry, <laughs> Lama Tsongkhapa's Three Principal Paths, uh, we find uh, the, the quote that, that says, uh, um, uh, by, uh, by constant meditation, you will not even uh, have a moment's wish, you will not entertain a moment's wish. Uh, you will aim uh, a moment's wish for the successes of this life. You will aim for freedom all day and night. Then you experience transcendent renunciation. So if day and night you're thinking of definitely emerging, that means that you have experienced transcendent renunciation. So there is no break in it. Day and night, uh, so it's qualifying it. When do you have this thought? at all times. And what is the thought to definitely emerge from cyclic existence? So in the la uh, in uh, Three Principal Pass by Lama Tsongkhapa, we find this qualifying factor for something to be uh, renunciation that qualifies it as that. Uh, and then there is this qualm that might come up as to whether or not a bodhisattva uh, has to achieve the state of renunciation. So there's a doubt that arises. Previously we went through this in the text where there are some Hinayana practitioners who assert that the Bodhisattva uh, enjoys or wants to be within cyclic existence so he or she does not experience transcendent renunciation uh, or does not want to emerge from cyclic existence and then this is negated in the text and it shows how uh, all practitioners must rely upon uh, these pathways in order to get rid of the afflictive obstructions uh, as well as the abandonments of the bodhisattva or great vehicle practitioner. So uh, the path has to be relied upon by practitioners in order to achieve the state of cessation of any of those vehicles.
a medium capacity, we find all four noble truths uh, expressed within there. So we find uh, all of the teachings uh, um, of the four noble truths that the practitioners of the Hinayana, of the hearers and solitary realizers uh, vehicle engage in. Uh, so it says these, those persons are called medium who stop sinful actions, turn their backs on the joys of cyclic existence. Um, so uh, here, uh, sinful actions are merely a no nominal designation uh, for the truth of origin. We can't say that uh, the sinful actions uh, alone uh, or misdeeds alone are what are origin because we know that origin is broken into two categories, karma that is origin and afflictions that are origin. This is merely a nominal designation or uh, that stands for uh, the truth of origin in this case. And it says, turn their backs on the joys of cyclic existence. So here, uh, the first two noble truths are expressed within that. This is the superior truth of suffering and this is the superior truth of origin. Suffering being uh, the joys of cyclic existence. Uh, so this person is definitely wishing to emerge from cyclic existence uh, and uh, stops sinful actions. Uh, so abandons the origin in order to, uh, to do so. And then the last line here, it says diligently strive just for their own peace, uh, has within it both the truth of cessation uh, and the truth of path. Uh, so the diligently striving is by engaging in a pathway uh, where Buddha stated this is the superior truth of path, this is the the Hinayana, here a solitary realizer, or Shravaka Prachika Buddha, uh, engaging in path or striving uh, to achieve peace. And here peace is uh, referring to cessation. Uh, so um, uh, this is the superior truth of cessation. Uh, so the cessation of suffering uh, that the here a solitary realizer uh, um, uh, wishes to achieve. Uh, so in, here it says just sinful actions. Um, we have to recognize that um, it's not only the uh, actions, the propelling actions that uh, um, uh, throw one into the lower realms, but those of the higher realms as well, uh, and also the origin of uh, the afflictions that are origin. So uh, that line is just standing for the whole truth of origin. Oggi <laughs> Longitude, 
so the uh, first turning of the wheel uh, of Dharma would be considered uh, the lesser vehicle turning of the wheel of Dharma or the uh, teachings for beings of medium capacity or those shared in common with beings of medium capacity. So those practices that are common to also the uh, great vehicle practitioners. Uh, and the explanation of that is similar to the one we just gave about the small capacity and how that those teachings are teachings shared in common with beings of small capacity. So the medium scope is either for specifically the hearer, solitary realizer, Hinayana practitioner, or uh, a teaching that's in common with those beings for other practitioners that, uh, uh, as well. So then we have to ask the different questions. Okay, turning of the wheel of Dharma. How do you define uh, the, the, the turning of the wheel? Uh, how many divisions of turning of the wheel of Dharma are there? Uh, so if we look, there's the uh, scriptural turning of the wheel of Dharma, uh, Buddha's scriptural turning of the wheel of Dharma, and then we look at uh, Buddha's realizational uh, turning of the wheel of Dharma. Um, so uh, if it is uh, a turning of the, uh, the wheel of the medium scope uh, Dharma that is uh, um, uh, an actual uh, speech or uh, pronouncement, uh, then it is a, a scriptural uh, Buddha's scriptural turning of the wheel of the medium scope dharma. Uh, and if it's a pathway, uh, for instance, the three highest higher trainings, uh, then it is a realizational, <coughs> realizational uh, turning of the wheel of dharma. Uh, so when we divide uh, turning of the wheel of dharma, uh, Buddha's turning of the wheel of dharma, we have scriptural and realizational. Uh, the scriptural uh, turning of the wheel of dharma is necessarily uh, pronouncement uh, um, uh, of Lord Buddha. Uh, uh, so the Buddha's scriptural turning of the wheel of Dharma is the actual pronouncement, the scripture itself. Uh, and then the uh, realizational, Buddha's realizational turning of the wheel of Dharma is the actual necessarily a path. Uh, so in the case of the medium scope, or the teaching shared in common with beings of medium capacity, we would say it's the path of the three highest higher trainings uh, that are the realizational turning of the wheel of Dharma. Uh, and this would also apply to all other facets of uh, Dharma when we look at the, the turning of the wheel. There is scriptural and realizational. Uh, if it is a scriptural uh, uh, turning of the wheel of the uh, Buddhist scriptural turning of the wheel of the tantric uh, dharma, uh, whether it's in the action tantra, uh, performance uh, yogic or highest yoga tantra, kala chakra tantra, guya samaja tantra, yagantaka tantra, whether there's any among these different types of tantras, if it is an actual uh, scripture pronouncement, then it falls under the category of Buddhist scriptural turning of the wheel of the tantric dharma. Uh, and if it is a pathway, uh, then it falls categorically under Buddha's realizational turning of the wheel of the tantric dharma. Uh, so uh, when we look at all the different teachings and, and the fast, different types of teachings, uh, this is how we qualify them as either scriptural turning of the wheel or realizational turning of the wheel, whether it's a pronouncement, uh, uh, an actual uh, pronouncement of Buddha, or it's a path. So this is uh, how we divide uh, those two. So there's many, there's a lot of information, divisions and definitions and so forth that we really should ask ourselves uh, what the answers are to those questions. 
so we have to then, now this is how Buddhism uh, explains it, then we have to ask ourselves, does the Christian tradition, Hindu tradition, uh, I, I think Rinpoche said Jewish, uh, Muslim, these traditions also have scriptural turning of the wheel of Dharma as well as realizational turning of the wheel of Dharma. Dharma, uh, just translators note, the word Q uh, can be translated as Dharma, can be translated as religion, can be translated as phenomena. Uh, so there's a lot of tr translations of that word Q uh, that uh, can apply. So it just depends on the appli specific application. If you hear me interchanging words and keep hearing the same Q, and I use religion, sometimes dharma, it's because of the applications can be different. And then looking at the Christian tradition, uh, if we were to say that the Bible is the uh, essential text, then this would be the uh, scriptural uh, turning of the wheel of Dharma would be the, the, the scripture itself, the Bible. Uh, and then within the um, Christian tradition, there's many different paths and practices. Uh, and then we could say that this would be the realizational turning of the wheel of Dharma, couldn't we? So the question it was formed in, it was in the form of like uh, almost a uh, rhetorical question, couldn't we? So heaven's almost like the achievement of Buddhahood. What's the cause of heaven? So the cause of heaven would be the uh, realizational turning of the wheel of Dharma, the path to it. So maybe it's fine, we could say we're Christian. So in, in Buddhism we have three jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, and in Christianity we have the, uh, was the Holy Trinity, the uh, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We have Jesus, who is God's Son, we have God, and then we have the Holy Spirit. So as we practice uh, Buddhism, we can see that it's so similar to other, um, very similar to other religions. And then we look at science and we'll see that it's very similar in that. Science, uh, history, with English, all of these, we would say, uh, could have this uh, scriptural turning of the wheel of Dharma, because without uh, um, an explanation or a book on science, you couldn't understand it. Similar, no? Yeah. 
Вот это чухозил, ты же задуть, ну, как лепа, ну, сусуга живет на Анбаккандир, Марве. Oh, so if, as we understand what this turning of the wheel uh, uh, refers to, then we can uh, think in a uh, more expansive way about other things uh, that it applies to. So now we arrived at the great vehicle. ชาชูดูบ่ชีลามาซาจีซอมบินาเตเดนเตนเซวาชีซอมบาตาร์นาเจดูบิตาดินีเตซังฮาจีเทบะเชมบุตาพารุดูชินบีเทบะเชมบุ
so the beginning of uh, this section on the great vehicle begins with a quote from the lamp for the collection of deeds. It says, since the guru, the Buddha said, depend on the perfection and mantra vehicles and attain enlightenment, here I will write about the meaning of this. Uh, it says here then, according to this, I'm going to read all of this and give the commentary. According to this, the method of attaining omniscience is twofold. The Mahayana of the perfections and the Mahayana of the mantra. These two are included in the teachings of a person of great capacity because persons of great capacity under the influence of great compassion make Buddhahood their goal in order to extinguish all sufferings of all living beings. They then uh, train in the six perfections, the two stages, and the like. The lamp for the path to enlightenment says, those persons are called superior who sincerely want to extinguish all sufferings of others by understanding their own vehicle, their own suffering, rather. Uh, so in uh, the great vehicle, or the Mahayana, there are two categories of instruction. There is the perfection vehicle, uh, and there is the tantric vehicle. Uh, and it is also called the causal vehicle, uh, and the resultant vehicle. Uh, the reason uh, for the naming causal and resultant is because the mantra vehicle or the secret vehicle uh, relies upon the perfection vehicle in order for it to be produced. So the perfection vehicle is actually the causal vehicle for the mantric vehicle or tantra to, to uh, uh, work or to um, emerge, if you will. Uh, so the, the resultant vehicle, uh, which is Tantra, happens as a result of the causal vehicle, which is the perfection vehicle, or the, the sutra vehicle, perfection vehicle. So these are the two categories uh, of the Mahayana, the, uh, uh, um, uh, the perfection vehicle, uh, and then the, the, tant the tantric vehicle, or the mantra vehicle. And it says that the, this is a statement uh, that the Buddha made. Uh, uh, it said that um, by relying upon among these two practices, the perfection vehicle, or two vehicles, perfection in mantra or perfection in secret, uh, one can achieve Buddhahood. Uh, so this is what was meant uh, in that, and this is why they're called causal vehicle, resultant vehicle, or perfection vehicle, uh, and secret vehicle, or tantric vehicle. It's also called the uh, continuum. Uh, it's sometimes translated as, tantra is translated as continuum. Sangagi so I forgot one thing from before, I even wrote it down. Uh, so the um, uh, mantra vehicles practices, uh, here it, when it says um, they, they train in the six perfections, the two stages and the like. So here uh, it's referring to the six perfections of the perfection vehicle and then in the tantric vehicle there are the two stages of the generation stage uh, and the completion stage uh, and in the lower tantric vehicles the yoga with uh, and without signs. Uh, so these are the different practices 
that are uh, referred to. Um, but the reason that it is called the cause, the uh, Lord Atisha refers to it as the uh, causal vehicle uh, and the resultant vehicle um, is because uh, it, it, the Tantra is a result, and all results depend upon their causes. And in this case, the cause of the <coughs> arisal of Tantra, of the Tantric vehicle, is the perfection vehicle and those share, things shared in common with the perfection vehicle. The teachings shared in common with beings of small capacity, the teachings shared in common with beings of great capacity, and the teaching, uh, I mean, uh, medium capacity, and the teachings for beings of great capacity, uh, uh, and, and, and specifically speaking, of the perfection vehicle teachings for beings of great capacity. In dependence upon uh, these common vehicles, one is able to uh, practice Tantra or have the arisal of Tantra. Uh, so therefore, that's why it is called uh, the resultant uh, vehicle. Um, so, And the resultant vehicle has, again, the practices such as the uh, generation completion and the yoga with and without signs. And this uh, is just this quote here from Atisha. Uh, the first quote uh, from the Lamp for the Collection of Deeds is just another text. Atisha wrote many texts text, uh, a Lamb for the Path to Enlightenment, but also this is another text uh, that he wrote. So this is a separate text than the Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment. What the house in the matter? Matter lower matter. And the matter is not mass and a year is he mother. My is a year of this. My protection. My is a year. Tell me what she would do. He does have the trouble of this. He tame naja lechuba. He could do lechuba. He cause a numo led on numo lechuba. What nele cohores? Tai summa dandra. And the Jebu Chung the Tumulata, and the Tumulata, and the Shahju sent the Lujanjene. Then the Han Juvaina Metasakan Jules Metro Marbe, E. Tamek Nazil Juba, Tamek Nazil Jubas and Tamarbe, and the other Shagun Dule, and the Jerez, the Dramatas and Karabumbaina, so there's a combat and also Chuzu Kambaro. What to look at Dramagi, Tajin Mune Yinaba. So, 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 I take the point in the Buddha Damas and Dama Marbe. Jubas, Juba, Java. Tame Nazel Java, Tame Nazel Juba, what the Imbarita? Matra, mind protector. Taiji Shiva did in the Latin of Gum and then Hagi Lan, Jenny during the city cement of Gumayina. Tame with now a combat, Tame with Garne, Tabi no Chaworis. So the Tame by Yiba the Garne, so the Dramata in other. Okay. What is so all about? <coughs> so the mantra, if we look at the aspect of it, uh, the mind uh, is referring to mind, uh, and tra is protection. Uh, 
so the mind itself uh, has many abilities. It has the ability to abandon all the misdeeds. It has the ability to uh, achieve the state of omniscience or all-knowing. It has the ability to engage in the teachings for beings of small capacity. Uh, uh, and then uh, engage in the teachings for beings of medium capacity and then engage in the teachings for beings of great capacity, uh, uh, specifically bodhicitta, the mind that aspires to enlightenment, and then engage in the tantra practices. Uh, so the mind has all this potential and all this ability. And what is the protection here? Protecting from the karma and the afflictions and the negativity. Uh, so this is what uh, the abandonment is what one is protecting one's mind uh, from. And, uh, and here in the tantric vehicle, something that's different is that what is also uh, um, one is abandoning is the uh, appearance of ordinary images. Uh, so when we look in the yoga with and without signs and we look at the generation and completion stages, if we look at the practice, for instance, in the, of uh, Chen Rezik, or Tara, uh, the, we are, when we're doing the practice, here we're currently abiding in the Chenrezig uh, Tibetan Buddhist Center, it's a house, but when we're doing the practice, we imagine that we're in the pure land of that deity. We imagine that we ourselves are Chenrezig in Chenrezig's pure land, or we ourselves are Tara in Tara's pure land. So we're abandoning the uh, ordinary images or uh, ordinary apprehension uh, and getting rid of that. Uh, through this uh, mind protection. So here uh, we're uh, um, using imagination uh, itself in order to get rid of these ordinary images or these ordinary apprehensions that we always have. Um, so uh, we, we, this is the etymology of mantra uh, and this is how the, the, the mind, the word, why the word mind is there because of the abilities and the stages of progression that one uh, gets to. And then uh, ju is uh, the word is uh, like uh, is used? The word for tantra is a continuum. Uh, so it's a mind protection, uh, a continuum uh, of sorts. Uh, so I tried the best I could with the translation of that. Uh, there was a lot of information, uh, so I hope I didn't miss anything. <laughs> Good <laughs> So the four classes of Tantra uh, um, have to do with the four types of happiness. Rinpoche quoted a Tantric text where it says the um, uh, just one second, I have to think about this. <coughs> so the four uh, different types of attraction. First, the uh, looking, 
uh, at something attractive or look at if we look at the uh, relationship between a, a, a boy and a girl for instance we use that as an example uh, first there is an initial attraction there's an attachment or a happiness from just looking uh, and then uh, there's a, a happiness that's formed from smiling or an interaction that takes place uh, that's another level of happiness um, and all of these levels of happiness also have attachment uh, then there's a level of happiness from touching uh, holding hands uh, and then there's the level of happiness from uh, actual um, intercourse uh, so there are these different levels of happiness that the four classes of Tantra correspond with action performance yoga and Hayek's yoga Tantra uh, so the uh, these four different levels of happiness, the happiness of gazing, smiling, holding hands, and, and, uh, and intercourse, uh, um, have the different attachments that are linked to those forms of happiness. But by meditating upon emptiness, one can actually, within these uh, higher stages, use the attachment itself to extinguish the attachment. So we use the actual... Um, we transform it, uh, this, uh, dissolve this into emptiness and utilize that disillusion of the attachment as an antidote to the attachment itself. So we use the power of, uh, the, I hate to use that word power because it's not really literal. We use the forcer, we use the uh, um, force of that attachment and transform it into that which gets rid of attachment. By, by meditating upon emptiness simultaneously while doing it. So, um, one, uh, by, by, uh, so, so this, these different, uh, uh, this is uh, similar to a bug uh, that's born uh, from a tree, but actually eats the tree to sustain itself, eats away at the tree itself. Like it's just, likewise, the attachment itself is what disintegrates the attachment in this case. So, uh, by utilizing the meditation upon emptiness. What the So these classes of tantras uh, utilize the four uh, paths of happiness. Uh, to achieve uh, their aims. So the yoga with and without signs, generation completion stages, all of these different forms of Tantra, all these things, uh, practices within the forms of Tantra correspond with the four levels of happiness. What the Tantra Tlajima to Namaja Karas, Jija would you think Karas, and the Roman Raji Lanzi Chane? So if we say, why is the order definite? Why are there a number definite? Why aren't there five classes of Tantra? We say no, there aren't five because there are these four specific types of happiness that are utilized as uh, four pathways. Uh, so because of this, there isn't a fifth. So Kelsan uh, Yatso, the seventh Dalai Lama, uh, explains uh, uh, this uh, mind protection uh, in this way. And then when we find in uh, Lama Tsongkhapa's uh, commentary uh, on the 50 verses on guru devotion, 
the fulfillment of all hopes. Uh, in, in that text, we find Elamit Tsongkhapa states that one is being protected from uh, the suffering of cyclic existence, protected from the suffering of the lower realms. So here, Lama Tsongkhapa says that that word uh, uh, is uh, meant, uh, that's what one is, that, that word is referring to one being protected from those things. So it looks like we're out of time. Uh, so we will do the concluding prayers and continue this another time. <coughs> so we'll do the concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure land. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular, the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the Tonkers who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avul Kiteshvara, Tenzin Yatso, may you stay until samsara is in. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensit Wandok, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tujiram Jigutsi Shapidana. Tujiram Jigutsi Shapidana.